Hey there, and welcome back to the Second Lunch Podcast. This is episode Kevin Garnett, or Deion Sanders, whichever you prefer. 21 eps in. I can't believe we're here. Uh, did you have a good fourth? Yeah, blew up a bunch of stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Ashley was content. She didn't remember blowing up some of the stuff, but that's, I think, a... Uh, Sign of you success. were you were pretty drunk if your mind doesn't remember explosions. Not only expl- the largest explosions of the <laughs> evening. Yeah, so we had I she asked if I wanted anything and I knew they were going to buy mortars, roman candles, all the hits, all the classics, you know. But I just said buy the biggest cake you can for between 2 and 300. dollars <laughs> buy the stupidest thing because everyone's seen everything else. So she couldn't find a big, stupid $250 one. So she bought me, like, three things combined that were about 200 bucks. One was Thug Life, emblazoned with Tupac. One was Doggy Style, with the <laughs> debut from Snoop Dogg's, you know, album cover on it. And then the last one was just a big giraffe that's, oh, God, what was it called? You're not going to believe this, or something like that. Uh, and each of them lit about 40 mortars off. You know, in God. a row, very low to the ground, and ultimately, yeah, she remembered none of those. God damn! I I realized this year that I'm a thousand years old now. Maybe it's the presence of a child or one very annoying. I was really annoyed with Moose because basically, ever since Kendall was born, he's real jumpy. He barks at anything, anything. He's a guard dog. Drives me nuts. It's like, how many times are you going to bark at my mom when she comes to babysit? Kendall? Like this happens every Monday, dude. Like you have to. <laughs> Or, or like the Uber Eats will come drop something off and like knock. Oh yeah, it goes and then leave. And then I'm like, hey, I'm like trying to calm. I'm like, hey, we're good. It's fine. Relax. I open the door and he barks immediately. I'm like, you're barking at a fucking burrito. Are you kidding me? You didn't even see a person. You didn't even wait to see if there was somebody there. You were gonna bark no matter what happened. I now meet the Uber Eats driver at the curb so that the dogs won't bark. (laughs) But now they just think anytime I go out the door, that's the time to bark. I've made the problem worse. Does Moose actually convince you ever that it's something gone wrong, or is the day when a burglar actually comes in, you're just fucking? I'm gonna be dead. like, Moose, shut the fuck up! Blast. Like that's yeah, that's exactly. What's, that's what's gonna. You're happen. not like I'm. I'm not putting on my shoes on for this shit. I'm but then the outside. other day, I live in Lake Stevens now, and these people are just not exactly my my type of folks. All of them. But the they, entire community of Lake Stevens, or just the people around? It's you? a lot of people in really high trucks. Uh, really loud, high truck speeding in neighborhoods. Just like, I don't know. There's a lot of those folks. And one of the things they were doing that pissed me off was like last Monday, somebody set off a firework and I was not thinking 4th of July yet. So immediately I was like, somebody's car just exploded. Like it was big enough that I felt the atmosphere change and I was inside. You're not saying Monday, July, you're saying Monday, June 27th. Yes. (laughs) Yes. And so I I went outside like expecting to see a car on fire, and with a corpse. Then I just (laughs) with the corpse in the back. Yeah. Then I just saw, (laughs) and I was like, "You fucking asshole! It's two p.m. You can't even get the best effect of the explosion (laughs) at two p.m. What are you doing?" So I was just really, but Moose doesn't bark at fireworks at all. Not could not be bothered. Yeah, he'll bark at a fucking burrito. But huge explosions in the sky? Yeah, our dogs don't care either. I just left some baseball on for them. And when we got (laughs) back, there were people in our neighborhood blowing stuff up. And as we get out of our car, the cops drive by and they go, please stop doing this. This is a level three fly zone. No fly zone. I was like, 
why bother with the levels? I don't <laughs> fucking know. Like I'm fucking taking notes here. Yeah, let me pull out my charts. Level, oh, th- oh, that's that's four from the top. That's eleven o'clock, and I'm made out of Coors Light at this point. I'm not. <laughs> yeah, well, it's a level one Coors Light zone. <laughs> Calling up the FAA. I don't believe these cops. I think I should be allowed to blow up amateur fireworks in the middle of the street on a Tuesday. Uh, you have the FAA's number. <laughs> These guys must have thought so. Like, you better tell them exactly what the fucking violation is because I think they're going to come after us. <laughs> I don't know. I think I'm just annoyed by everybody now. It's probably not like Steven's fault, but <laughs> I was just like, fireworks is just like, it's so dumb. I could get it on the 4th, but it was every day leading up to the 4th, and then it's still happening. It's happening today. Well, oh, I'm yeah. Like, guys, blow it all up on the 4th and fucking cool it. <laughs> Anyway, uh, I didn't know the Fourth of July had a Hanukkah like trail on it. <laughs> Are we in a week too? Okay. Things like Lent. We got five weeks of this puppy. All right. I'm not impressed by fireworks, but I did impress Katie on the Fourth of July with the ability to hold my breath. Mm. I this is less impressive. I uh, was taking a puff off the old inhaler because Daddy's got the asthma. <laughs> And uh, a lot of people don't know how to use an inhaler. Like, you'll see people just, like, fucking puff it into their mouth. It's like they, that did nothing. Well, you're supposed to do it. I hope I get this right because I know my EMT instructor listens. So, so uh, you exhale as far as you can. And then you puff while inhaling and hold it for as long as you can. And... These are weed rules, but continue. I was I was holding my right exactly. It's for maximum absorption. It's the exact same concept, and uh, so I was holding my breath for a while. And Katie was like trying to talk to me, and I'm just I'm like pointing at my mouth, like no, nope, <laughs> still holding my breath. And uh, finally, she was just like, I didn't realize you could hold your breath for that long. I was like, Did you not know I've been a fat guy tying my shoes for the last decade? <laughs> Are you kidding me? When you go for that double knot and you start seeing stars, you learn a thing or two about holding your breath. This is the irony of being out of shape, is that your <laughs> your respiratory system's getting a workout. <laughs> right, yeah. Once you're over two bills, that's when tying your shoes becomes an extreme sport. <laughs> There's the discernible difference between tying your shoes when you're wearing shorts versus wearing jeans. Like, oh, fuck. I'll prop my leg up and shit. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know I'd have to stack one ottoman on another ottoman to get my fucking leg up today. Yeah, uh, I just I wish it translated to something else. You know what I mean? Like David, basic David basic, Blaine sitting under the water for eight minutes. Right. Basically, the only thing I'm good at because of this is like getting coins off the bottom of the pool if you throw it in. Now I know how they're going to convince us to get into shape. Just throw them coins in the water and <laughs> see how long you can keep them entertained. That's a buck fifty. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to get that silver dollar, I tell you what. I, he's dove like 12 times for it. He's burned at least 80 calories. <laughs> I'm not quite at that level of fat yet, but I definitely... Uh, there are enough things in my life where I'm really challenging. Like just walking up the escalator and stairs from the u district light rail station like (laughs) i haven't skipped a shower in a thousand plus days i cannot (laughs) skip a shower i think when you're at the size where tying your shoes becomes an obstacle or any number of stairs under a hundred becomes a challenge 
That's where you got it. <laughs> Sweating because you were brushing your teeth for yeah. more than a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That means I cannot skip a shower for any more than like 28 hours. Not even 36. <laughs> you can't take a night shower the next day. Right. No, I smell like innards and death. There's no fucking... <laughs> no fucking... Oh, option. I get greasy when I sleep too. Like I get greasy hair for some reason. I'm like one of those people that like I wake up and you can see exactly where the pillow was. <laughs> uh, so yeah, for me also not an option. Also, I'm just generally trigger warning moist i'm just always i always got a sweat on so it's just it's a good idea to give yourself a good washing yeah i mean i also use the most toilet paper probably of anybody on earth it's just (laughs) what i'm going for here is just i gotta start as clean as possible because as soon as i leave the bathroom have i told the story about like a sim everything's just the the bars are going down (laughs) have i told the story about my parents uh giving me a power flush toilet for my like eighth birthday. <laughs> it wasn't. Have I not? Okay. No. Uh, yeah. If it didn't automatically register, it's really a gift for them when you think about it. It was a joke, but they were telling because the timing. It was like the day before my birthday, and so my dad was telling me it was for me. It was because of me, right? Uh, In a sense, he was not lying. because it wasn't even that I was taking massive craps. It was that again, I was like I. It, eternally unclean after you yeah drop it so it's like a you toilet gotta, paper bonanza i'm like till i see blood you've got to cut that into four different flushes you, <laughs> yeah you cannot, right right yeah but no i was just going for it so yeah i mean i'm sure you use the the bathroom at my parents house more than once if you don't know that that's coming that thing will shock you because that <laughs> <laughs> like an airplane toilet it's just like jesus you guys aren't going to be it's one over. of the people that have like what is it the fat blob you're the fat berg mm-hmm. you know when people keep fucking flushing their shit down the <laughs> yeah. toilet that they're not supposed to you've got one of those you've got like a fire hydrant yeah. and it's taking all of that <laughs> right. out right. you guys are good to go uh i did want to ask you chris since you how old is kendall now she's uh coming up on seven months nice nice i knew i knew we had cracked six months so I don't know if you're at the age yet where you can answer this question, but are you officially a back dad or are you a knee dad? Oh, my God. What part of your body? Wild card is shoulder dad. <laughs> uh, you can't have a combination, but you are at least one of these things. I'm going to knock on wood. I'm not a shoulder dad. Nice. For sure. So we can we can throw the pigskin around at my birthday? <laughs> yeah. I don't, we'll see how my elbow's doing. <laughs> <laughs> elbow dad also. <laughs> I'm definitely a knee dad. I tore my ACL uh, and never got surgery. I didn't completely tear it, so I didn't need surgery, but it just hasn't been the same ever since. Mm -hmm. I feel so old saying that. (laughs) It's it's just never been the same. Uh, (laughs) Since I was 22. (laughs) But uh, definitely back dad, for sure. I had to go see a chiropractor for the first time. That's a good fucking time. Oh. Terrifying also when yeah. you're pretty sure he's going to kill you when he's got your head in his hands. And he's yeah. like, I'm just going to twist this real quick. I'm like, all right. I, I'm sure I, they taught you that at Quack Pretty school. sure I saw Jackie Chan kill somebody with this move. <laughs> Have you seen Rumble in the Bronx, Doc? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I felt like a million bucks coming out of there. But all yeah, right. I, well, there I, you I go. That's to, a I had to go review. in because I was having back issues. My sciatica was acting up. <laughs> so I had to go see the old back deck and... Uh, but yeah, so definitely back dad. What about you? You're not uh, a dad, but you're dad. No, no, exactly. I'm already middle-aged at heart. Uh, I think that for... I don't have any that have had like the significant injury, but I'm absolutely a knee dad. 
<laughs> my knees are hyper extendable. They love to like bend back. This is not <laughs> yeah. a positive. This is not a beneficial thing. Unless you get into a Brazilian jiu-jitsu match in the middle of the street. And somebody <laughs> gets in the old knee bar. You're playing but, horse and your heels aren't even coming off the yeah. ground. <laughs> not <laughs> even a credit card number. <laughs> no. No, I'm basically just, this is my free throw line shot. But yeah, that's, it's coming. It's coming for sure. Shoulder, still okay. Elbow, still okay. Back, I know is lying in wait, <laughs> waiting to betray me. Yeah. Every once in a while, I have a day where it just hurts like shit. And I just know there's going to be a day where I'm picking something up at the house. I can't sleep as long over. as I want to anymore. Because if I sleep more than eight and a half hours, I wake up with my back fucking killing me <laughs> that's your punishment it's ridiculous like maybe i want to sleep 10 hours you're not in control here but i'm a slave to my back so. <laughs> these are kendall rules yeah <laughs> you're not allowed to sleep that long anymore <laughs> all right i'm gonna move us into the tinderella questions what is your all-time favorite sports memory chris uh i'm gonna exclude the bucks winning a championship because it's too obvious it's also my love language if you ever come over to my house and we have a couple drinks, and I put on Bucks Championship highlights. I'm attempting to woo you. Yeah. Uh, when you see Bobby Portis, that's <laughs> yeah. You see PJ Tucker crying. That's Basically, Chris know. showing you cleavage right there. <laughs> <laughs> PJ Tucker is my upper shaft. <laughs> <laughs> that's my dick pick equivalent right there. A three um, holiday steal. But I think I was at the Beast Mode game. That was really cool. That was a cool thing to be at. Yeah. Because it's pandemonium. The it was whole also place probably was... one of the cheaper playoff games that have ever happened in this city. Right. Because Given nobody people's thought the expectations. Would win. Right. Yeah. Defending Super Bowl champions on the yeah. other side. So that was really cool. But uh, when I think like single moment, this is way less fun for Seahawks fans. My first Packer game, my dad surprised me with tickets to uh, the 2005 wildcard game against the Seahawks. Oh, is this? Maybe when Matt Hasselbeck wanted the ball and was going to score. Yeah. Al Harris, And baby. then threw a pick to Al Harris that was, yeah, won the game in overtime. That was fucking crazy because I think that entire stadium went from, like, our buttholes being pretty clenched, thinking, like, holy shit, they're about to go down the field and win this game, to being – right. The complete completely, yeah, completely yeah. relieved, like jumping off the walls, like it was just crazy. I still, every time I see that highlight, I cry because I think <laughs> of how that that felt, like that switch. It was just, yeah, it was crazy. So Al Harris always has a place in my heart. Nice, nice. Those are <clears throat> those are strong ones. I uh, I would go with. I, I'm gonna hit you with the two banger. So the first one you're gonna hate, but that's uh, Cardinals game six against the Rangers. In the World Series in 2011 when they were down to their final strike five times and uh, got bailed out, I think, twice by David Freese, once by Lance Berkman. And Your favorite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to be hateable, see, the Cardinals always have to have one piece of shit on their team, like John Lackey. Like, why don't you go divorce your dying wife again, you piece of fucking shit? Well, I mean, miserable prick. She's only going to be sad for so long. That's, I mean, that's a really optimistic way of thinking about it. I mean, really. <laughs> If you think about a big picture, and really go holistic with it. Uh, second one, though, is Khabib versus McGregor. Uh, because, and I've talked about it at least once on the show, I'll talk about it another ten times. I had become way too emotionally invested 
in McGregor losing. <laughs> Khabib, on the other side, really had little to do with it. I appreciate who he is as a fighter. I grew up wrestling, as did my brother. Appreciate the style. Couldn't give a shit if he had won or lost to anybody else. Going purely off be- names here, yep. I'd take Khabib all the way. Khabib is, uh, you know, probably the greatest lightweight ever. Retired undefeated. So, But coming into that fight, yeah, one of very, very few mixed martial artists that have ever done that at a high level. But McGregor lost in the exact way. That was the other thing, is I told everyone he's going to get tired out and he'll get pounded out in the third or fourth round. He got choked out in the fourth round, but I basically had the pick right. <laughs> uh, I did go more ballistic when Nate Diaz beat Conor McGregor, but that was an upset earlier in his career mm-hmm. that was a little bit different. Uh but yeah, it, a lot of it involves McGregor losing. So I don't really follow fighting at mm-hmm. all. But we always had the fight types come in to laughs for the Uh-oh. late shows. Yeah, big readers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I knew there had been a fight that night because there was like Ed Hardy jeans and UFC shirts. And I was like, okay. Oh, yeah. This late Flaming show's going to be fucking obnoxious. Yeah. Um, and I loved it the days that McGregor would lose because those people just went home. (laughs) (laughs) They they weren't coming to the shows and being obnoxious. So, Yeah, he's definitely, with fight fans, this is true for boxing too, they are event sports, just like horse racing or something. There are a few events a year that it's everybody like will show up to the Super Bowl, right? Yeah, it's like when you get and then you get Stephen A. Smith saying some dumbass shit about fighting because he, what? like a bunch of other people, Stephen A. Watches, Smith saying something dumb doesn't sound like him. Him saying something dumb about fighting is like your grandma <laughs> not picking the Super Bowl winner. They know the same <laughs> amount about those sports. He just gets paid a lot more to not know anything about it. Again, for the three times a year when they would bring him on, which is a McGregor or Mayweather fight, yeah. and now it's zero. But, but that is one of the weirdest parts of that particular sport is that once a year maybe even less than that everybody will care about the sport for a day and then it's like see you guys next time (laughs) i'll be keeping the house warm (laughs) i'm gonna go fight in the parking lot and uh maybe i won't be in jail reject a call from my dad unless i need unless i need bail money and then i have to call from my dad just like my dad rejected me (laughs) this episode's not that funny yet but i'm having a good time uh how do you think you would fare if you ever got to throw the first pitch at an MLB game, I would fucking blow it. No matter <laughs> no matter how much I practiced, I think I would fucking blow it. Just too much, too many folks watching. Is that dude? The- I always crumbled under pressure in baseball, especially in basketball. Actually, I I don't know. I just found it easier. But baseball, I would shrink, dude. Like I could not hit in at the end of the game. Like pressure's on. I was never that guy. I could finish the game with four RBI. Right, but I got those they in the first be, or third yeah, inning. They got to be before the six. Yeah, <laughs> I would always shrink. So yeah, like I'd go up there on the mound and be like, "Yeah, I can throw," but then I would like not want to throw it too hard. <clears throat> but then if I don't throw it hard enough, it might not get there. I don't want to bounce it. So this was always my thing, which is bad because I played third base. So did I. It was always the release point that was the issue if I made an error, and it was always it was never high, it was never low. It was always sideways somewhere. Right. So I'm I'm fifty like cent hitting in like the camera Randy guy and the like fucking <laughs> nards, you know. Like I'm just fu- not even close. Uh, you know, like almost into the dugout. Scott Service has to wear a helmet from now on <laughs> during first pitch. What about you? I I am basically in the same boat. 
I, I don't have the same history of like feeling the unclutch moments that you described, <laughs> but I, I know that that would be a challenge. And I played baseball forever. I could practice in the backyard, throw, because I would not be going out there trying to Nolan Ryan the thing. All right, I'm just trying to throw my little 45-mile-an-hour strike and go home. You yeah. know, I'm not trying to impress anybody. I could throw plenty of those strikes in the backyard, but yeah, you get the one shot at the Rainiers game or whatever. I'd <laughs> yeah. say the Mariners game, but let's be real. I'm going to be getting yeah. a Rainiers game I feel game like as we go further down, the better I would be. Like, if... Yeah. If I'm throwing out the first pitch at an Aqua Sox game, it's coming in at 85 right down the fucking pipe. <laughs> <laughs> this is like when, when we went bowling together. I'm not very good at bowling, but bowling in front of nobody, you know, a couple of friends, mm-hmm. might get a few strikes. I think I bowled a turkey yeah, that game. That's yeah. good for me. Yeah. <laughs> but as soon as, like, it's like, all right, cool, you need, like, a strike and a spare in the final two, just, let's just call it, you know. I'm not I'm going to get six here. <laughs> yeah. How do you do you think you could do the national anthem? Oh God. I think that uh that that's an interesting question because I would be very nervous to perform it very poorly, which is what would happen. But I think my memory would stick around back because I've been nervous for enough comedy. Do you think you'd remember the words? Because I think I'd be karaoke in that shit hard. I'd be like having to face the scoreboard to make sure it's, just, oh, it's not the lyric I thought that was. <laughs> or <laughs> Michael Orr. <laughs> apostrophe in the middle of a word <laughs> put that comma up there uh who's the most controversial person that you love chris uh i think you're i don't know what your answer is but i think it's going to be more interesting than mine a lot of people hate ricky gervais hmm. i adore that man i think he is uh one of the funniest people ever I'd say he's top five funniest people ever, honestly. He's an incredibly good writer. He actually writes with, like, a lot of heart. I know that it, some of his jokes are mean, but my favorite thing about his mean jokes is, one, they're usually true, and also usually the person kind of deserves it. I like the mean I like the mean Hollywood stuff. I think the only thing I've ever complained about to you is some of the atheist stuff. It's like, I think I think Cross did this 20 years ago. But, right. you know. <laughs> I know. But then if people are going to be copying little... him probably 20 years from now still. Turns out religion is a bit of an evergreen topic. It's not, <laughs> <laughs> it's not going away. I, you know, his stand-up is not my favorite, actually. I'll say that. Because, yeah, it's like, all right, you're getting on with it a little bit with all the, like, we get it. You don't believe in God. Like, can we please fucking move on? Yeah. But his shows, like, he, he writes with such heart and, like. It's the kind of morbid, like his show Afterlife is about a guy who wants to kill himself because his wife died from cancer. And so he just does whatever he wants because he can always just kill himself. Which is a really dark, but really, really funny premise. See, I always just thought if I got got to that age, it's like, all right, I'm finally trying heroin. Like I told you, I always wanted to he smoke does. crack. That's one of the things When I hit 80, dude, show. I am smoking crack, dude. Give me a f- fucking light bulb. <clears throat> Give me the salt so I can shake out the powder and the metal and let's do this. <laughs> but yeah, mine's Ricky Gervais. People think he's obnoxious. I think people need to give him a chance. <laughs> he's very funny. It's also responsible for the show that everybody watches when they go to sleep at night. So. <laughs> right, right. Uh, for me, I don't I don't have a humorous answer to this. I think that there's, it's almost anybody I've ever rooted for in the it's fight Hitler. game. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Play the interlude music. <laughs> Uh, no boxing like you said like the fans it attracts a certain type of fan Mm -hmm. it attracts a certain type of athlete many cases too Uh, which is not to say you know all boxers are bad people but better chance of being a bad guy than a tennis player (laughs) and if you think that's discriminatory I 
got the receipts. <laughs> <laughs> so the 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 this is a very conditional love, but the the most direct answer would be Floyd Mayweather, who is a tremendous piece of shit, and he can't read, which is more of an <laughs> indictment on the education system than on him. But still, he's not really a person to <laughs> he idolize. Can't even read. <laughs> You've got a half a billion dollars. <clears throat> Somebody's got to give you hooked on phonics at that point. <laughs> when is a song officially long? Uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. That's the that's that the is one. that is the line, and that's only like I guess some of it also like I don't know Metallica or some of these other bands that are. Notorious. Notorious for just crazy (laughs) long. Like a 20 minute, and it's got like parts one through five. (laughs) Crazy long intros where it's just mostly drums and the guitar, like the guitar player was taking a piss or something, and then (laughs) he slowly works his way in. It's just like, guys. That that needs to be 30 seconds. Like this could have been a three and a half minute song. Yeah. And this was six or seven minutes. Oh yeah. So Stairway to Heaven. I don't think. I mean, it's obviously long, but. It makes sense. It's a like logical it has progression more of an arc to it. Yeah, yeah. songs uh, that are just long for the sake of being long. Again, like Bohemian Rhapsody, long, but it makes sense. Yeah, for me, the <clears> answer <throat> is four minutes and thirty nine seconds. <laughs> uh, what happens at four forty? You're just like, boy, this, this is long. No, what happens at four forty is I see that at at second oh three, and I'm like. Mm. We'll see about this. <laughs> but this is the punk rock brain taking over. This oh, you is, only you know, like one on minute and 48 seconds off? See, this is the thing is I listen to so much more than that that I just get fatigued around the 440 <laughs> mark if they're <laughs> going past yeah. that point. It's not only punk rock. It's also guided by voices, which is, you know, more like garage rock, whatever. Mm. But, like, I think all of their... They're a song that hits the verse and the chorus, and they're like, well, that was basically the hook. Let's move on to the next That's one. That's one thing I love about that genre Especially, like, when you really like a song and you're a repeater like I am. I'm a big repeat guy. Mm-hmm. Big t- I'll have a song on repeat for days. <laughs> so you can get, like, 40 plays in an hour. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I'm like, all right, you cut, you cut out the fluff, all the parts I love. It's just, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, there's no, like, lengthy bridge or, like, right. talking interlude. This isn't Aqualung by yeah. Jethro Tull. This is fucking... <laughs> we got... Uh. The meatloaf is going to be done in three minutes. <laughs> I, 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 would, I would love it if instead of using a timer, you're like, all right, I'm putting on my favorite record. I know <laughs> that is 41 minutes and 30 seconds. My so. record collection is now at the point where I think I could potentially time it out that way. But yeah, that's uh, punk records makes it easier. Yeah. If you're trying to use a rush record or something, swans, you better uh, be cooking a turkey. Oh, yeah. Right. <laughs> right. Mom's lasagna. Okay. Imagine you have a five-team, no-trade list to any other fan base. Who is on your list? I could... I know because of our listenership that this one's not going to go over great. But I was also punched in the face in the bathroom at CenturyLink when I was 14 by that's, a Seahawks fan. So kind of kind of got some issues <laughs> with Seahawks fans. They're getting better now. I think they just needed to go through more. Seahawks fans, when they won that Super Bowl, were some of the worst people I've ever met. I could not stand it. Some of them. But the, the old-timers, but, I always maintain. Those see, old I 90s, love that. I, anybody I was, that remembered them in the AFC West had their shit together. That was always my thing. Like, talk to me about Max Strong. And if you didn't know who the fuck I was talking about, that's when I was just like, we're not talking. Yeah. If you don't remember <clears throat> hating the Raiders and the Broncos, then 
you probably didn't remember enough of the bad times. Right. It's also crazy because I was a Sonics fan, and I love Mariners fans. Um, but, yeah, I had an issue with Seahawks fans. I mean, a lot of that just has to also do with, I mean, frankly, both teams are good at the same time. Both franchises pretty well run, when you, especially when you boil it down to the last two decades. Yeah. I mean, we're both NL teams, NL fans, when it comes to baseball. Like, how often does that matter for the Mariners? Okay, you know, that's, when my, you go to a that's game, my second one, Cubs. Fuck, I hate Sorry, Cubs I'm fans. Sorry, I was disrupting you, but I had to. I hate Cubs fans. They come to Miller Park. It's still <laughs> Miller Park, by the way. That's why you call them FIBs. <laughs> and they don't know how to put out their own fucking... Gr- like, they don't even know how to tailgate. They set our dumpsters on fire, which is a perfect... Now, is that an accident? Perfect example. Accident? No, because they're a fucking dumpster fire. I hate these people. <laughs> hate Cubs fans. Hope you have another 108-year curse. Yeah. <laughs> I like White Sox fans, though, although they have a bitterness. Oh, my God. Fuck it. They have a bitterness. Uh, no. White Sox fans, they're too miserable <laughs> to even enjoy the one time they won. They don't ever deserve to win again. Uh, I, there's something I like about them. I don't know. <laughs> Probably that. I, I kind of. I kind of remind me. They remind you of your co-host. I kind of enjoy them, um, which is weird though i like bears fans bears fans i don't know bears yeah, fans are i cool. just i just like bears spider fans. packer fandom bears uh fans cool. vikings not only purple that's that that purple exceeds purple dumb it's so purple it's too purple See, i like purple it's but... way i do too and that's too purple <laughs> and then you throw extremely yellow with it and then i don't get why vikings isn't offensive didn't they fucking rape and pillage like why are we celebrating vikings and that never mind the fact that skull is the dumbest fucking thing i've ever heard in my life yeah. what am i what number am i on now well, first of all three? i think skull, i'm just getting worked up i now. think skull is funny though because you can put skull in front of anything like skull wage garnishment <laughs> yeah something they're familiar with <laughs> really speaking their language <laughs> Skull quadruple bypass. <laughs> All right, yeah, that's a little too close to Wisconsin here. Let's <laughs> let's back it up. What am I on three now? I'm just getting uh, mad. Seahawks, Cubs, Vikings. I really can't stand Niners fans. I don't know why. They're oh yeah, that's so way annoying. on my list. Yeah, they're so annoying. And then um, any LA fan, Lakers. <laughs> You had- Lakers, Raiders, even Clippers. I've met annoying Clippers oh, yeah. fans. Well, I mean, Dodgers. Ugh. Yeah. Not not fake well- Dodgers fans. Not people who moved to LA and are now Dodgers fans. I'm talking about the people who were beating up Giants fans in the parking lot. That's drinking, buddy. That's drinking, buddy. Uh, so so I'll start. Uh, certainly some overlap here, and limiting it to just five is complicated because I've got <laughs> my big city hatred, but. Uh, so we'll start with the ones that are really near and dear and important to me. Cincinnati Reds. <laughs> That's you laugh so every random. time. It's you so laugh random. every time. But it's because the Reds are so nondescript. It's also Cincinnati. Look at their history though, and you go, they're not as non they're nondescript during our lifetimes. But they're I'm waiting for them to come back. And look what's happening right now. They got Ellie De La Cruz. They ripped off 11 straight. They're waiting for this. So wait, you're They've pissed. been sleeping for 30 fucking years. You're pissed because of things they did before you were born. Oh, I still have to see them 20 times a year. You know how this is. Shit, dude, you hate the Cubs and they've won one time. One time it's they won. Many. Yeah, but their fans are so annoying. I've never met a Reds fan. An oh, actual Reds they're fan. all I've Joey Votto. Oh, no. Yeah, see? Wow, Canadian, huh? That's weird. <laughs> 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 Nicely played. Uh, They're all Joey Votto. 
Red Sox, easy number two. Oh, yeah. And and the that. thing is, the whole city of Boston is really on this list. But I, I can abide, if forced to, I can abide the Celtics to an extent. Bruins fans are up there for me, too. God, see, every team there is just a nightmare. But, God, the Patriots and the, the – Oh, fuck. Yeah, those are – All those right, are take Seahawks off my list and put Patriots fans. All right, there we go. There yeah. we go. Um, And then – God, I don't know if the NHL I really have to give one. It would be the Blackhawks, but given only five spots, I don't know if they quite graduate Bruins to that level. Bruins are 100% mine. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. So I've got, okay, I've got Red Sox, I've got Patriots, and I've got <laughs> Reds. Uh, okay, let's close this up. Astros. I kind of like Astros fans, actually. I don't like the Astros themselves. Also, one of my buddies works for the Astros has a World Series I ring. Think, so. See, this question is really tapping into childhood hatred and like <laughs> my love of baseball at a young age. Because I think I got to put the Yankees on there. That's I think fair. I just have to do it. Yeah, right, I think I got... people would probably boycott the pot if one of us didn't say Yankees. Yeah, I mean, all all hundred and eleven listeners. Like, this is like what I was complaining about last week with you, where you were saying, rightfully, they have only won one in like twenty three years. And again, it's like the Reds; they're waiting, <clears throat> lull you into a false sense of security. Uh, and then last one, I guess I will probably go Blackhawks, just because I think about some of the players that I've loved in St. Louis. I can't and... believe you didn't say Raiders, Niners, Lakers. Oh, okay, Niners. Not Blackhawks, yeah, Niners. Niners. Niners yeah. uh, because like with your point about the Bears, obviously, long, long rivalry between the franchises. I've never had a real argument with a Bears fan. Mm-hmm. Even at Goofy's, the former Packer bar in Ballard, R.I. Piss. Uh, <laughs> the Bears fans that came in there, like we all had a good time with them. Niners fans would try to start shit in there. Which was fair. They were, you know, a pretty good team at the time. Destined to lose. Don't start shit. Just watch the fucking game. I mean, fair in the sense that, like, oh, you know, you're puffing your chest out in week one because Clay Matthews just had a really late hit on Colin Kaepernick. You aren't winning this season. Mm -hmm. And you aren't winning next season. And this is like, you know, you saying I'm mad at the Reds for things they used to do. Niners fans are Niners fans because they're happy about things they used to do. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> that's a good point but they are an obnoxious every fucking time dude it's always joe fucking there, montana steve young that guy sells fucking aarp dude i don't give a shit if you wanted me to give one example as the definition of false bravado it would be niners fans it's a whole lot of fucking dick wiggling with no for a team that plays up. in santa clara yeah they're closer to san jose <laughs> than san francisco yeah. san jose has more people San Jose, uh, why they're not the San Jose 49ers, I, I don't know. Oh, because they know that the only people that actually root for that team are fucking nobodies that live in a different state. That's why. <laughs> so you might as well attach, they might as well be the Atlantis fucking 49ers. Attach them to nowhere. Make it a mythical fucking San thing. Jose, what is this, in Mexico now? Planet X. That's where they're playing <laughs> from. Uh, the Moon Niners. Uh, why is insulting somebody with the same insult they insulted you with so good? I don't know, but it still fucking <laughs> kills me. And I always, like, Fourth yeah, of July, I was like, is there something I have to wear? Because we were going to Katie's friend's barbecue. And she's like, no, just put on whatever. I'm going to wear comfies. So I put on basketball shorts and my Michael Red jersey. You never know when a game's going to break out. Mm-hmm. And she said, you look like you just got out of bed. And I said, you look like I just got out of bed. And it fucking killed. 
because of course it did because it's so it lazy any, it's, your brain has the shell yeah. on it you're just kicking the insult right back like Ugh. yeah no you i'm rubber you're glue way. bitch yeah no you is the same way like because there's no comeback for that because if i already hit you with no you what are you gonna know you you mean no. exactly you just got destroyed dude. <laughs> yeah i com- i completely agree i i still think the best joke is more like yeah <laughs> blank more like other blank uh but yeah shit i lost my train of thought there but <clears throat> that is a very a very strong and i think because it's i think both parties can enjoy it because it's an acknowledgement that the other party is right without you having to say it I'm sort of going, no katie just gets mad <laughs> when i say when i say it killed me. she didn't laugh yeah. I just knew killed, that it was funny. Killed the energy in the room. <laughs> yeah. Killed my sex life yeah. for three days. <laughs> killed v- vaginal interaction for 72 hours. <laughs> but I, I've told you this. Ashley and I, when the other person is right, after some sort of argument, we say, all right, when you write, you write. Like, I put my stake in the ground. I was incorrect. And I feel like that's a similar level of acknowledgement. Yeah, except I don't have to actually admit it. True. That's the thing. That's the <laughs> yeah. key. That's where it gets hard for me. I got to wait until the, the tempers. Yeah. Kinda. It's like telling a friend love you instead of I love you. You know, now this is possessive. Now this is like I own it. Cool. Love you is so much more casual. I fucking love you, buddy. Love you too, man. <laughs> you mean you love me. <laughs> you son of a bitch. Say the word. <laughs> the pronoun. All right. Uh, <laughs> we're on to our we're on to our non Tinderella questions, Chris. So you did have a question you wanted to ask. This is our animal question hour. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know that it's dumb. This is the problem. Is I could go read about this, but I'm like, uh, shows better if we don't. Cole, how do how the fuck do snakes work? I don't understand. For starters, how do they move? How do they shit? They eat a fucking rat or something, right? And you can see it. You can see it going down. It's like, how, for starters, how did that even fit in there? Secondly, how are you digesting this? Especially to the point where you can shit. What is rat shit? Or what is what does snake shit look like? And also when you cut them in half, or like worms. Cut a worm in half, does it turn into two worms? I got a lot of questions. <laughs> it's just one long shape. They're like, we didn't really, you know, we weren't worried about kind of making out arms or anything like that we're it just is kind like of an evolutionary like we enigma hit, we did it's what we need fucking to do. weird well this is like everybody in the animal kingdom needs to find their space like koalas incredibly dumb worthless animals fucking high all the time no value to anybody but <clears throat> they eat eucalyptus which is poison to everything else <laughs> and that's why they ex- that's the whole thing <laughs> they found their niche they sleep up in a big stupid eucalyptus tree that nobody wants to climb up to get food they can't eat. <laughs> yeah, there's no point. So, for me, the snake is in a similar, but it hit the level it needed to get to. It's like, oh, there's rats and shit on the ground. I don't need legs. I mean, I appreciate the eating the rats. But I still don't understand how they move. Mm, so, what I, what I read was that it's, you know... Uh, regular waving of the muscles through the body like the waves in the water so yeah but that makes more sense because water is like something to push against but haven't you ever like seen... i get how an eel swims that's not my question but did you not see scotty too hottie do the worm in the wwe <laughs> 
and go. Is that oh, really the same? Is that really how worms move? Like that? <laughs> Not exactly like that, but the premise is the same. <laughs> the muscles move in the same way. Like so they're just that. kind of flailing around. Yeah. Kind of sidewinding through things. Christ. How do you even like. It's better than being a jellyfish. How do you stay on target? Pfft, right. Yeah. Because those fuckers, you're just drifting. You're left to the world. Talk about not having a care in the world, though. They don't even have consciousness, right? True. That is kind of peak stoner right there. <laughs> shit, dude. Don't even have that to change the channel. Stoned jellyfish. <laughs> it's actually a box jellyfish. I guess I'll keep watching what's going on out here. Uh, I don't know how we're going to... Chris, you want to set up Italians giving directions? <laughs> yeah. We'll keep that so, in the pot. I was just thinking about this because I hadn't seen Frankie in a while. We talked about Frankie like episode one or two, I think, but... Uh, we went over to his house for a football game and he had his wife, Claudia, make one of his mom's recipes. And Frankie, if you didn't already guess, is quite Italian. Yeah. I think being from Jersey and being Italian makes you actually more Italian than being from Italy (laughs) and being Italian. It's like a more condensed version. (laughs) You were telling me he's got 200% I think it's kind of like, remember how when we were talking about, um, like flavored candy tastes like more like what you think purple tastes like (laughs) than what grapes taste like like. my stereotyped version of an italian (laughs) (laughs) exactly exactly um and so i asked frankie was like let's i don't remember what it was now let's call it lasagna i was like how did you make this he's like you know chris buddy you know a little bit of meat, a little bit of cheese boom lasagna I'm like, you just gave me four noises. Surely those were steps. (laughs) What are you capping people? This is why people think Italians are suspicious. But yeah, I don't get it. If anybody else, if I asked anybody else, how did you make this lasagna? And they were like, yeah, you know, meat, cheese, a couple other things. You're fucking lying. You bought this from the store. You right. didn't make this at all, but I trusted it implicitly. It was like, bah, 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 well, the confidence alone. Well, this is, see, this is the difference between omitting something because you don't know and omitting something because of omerta, because you have a <laughs> blood oath with the Italian mafia <laughs> and you cannot give up mom's recipe. For- <laughs> <laughs> it makes me wonder, what was uh, what was Neil Diamond trying to tell? <laughs> bah, 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 holy shit. Like, what, this guy knows the lasagna recipe and you wouldn't even give it to it's me, Frankie? Not even for a fucking stadium full of Red Sox fans. <laughs> I, also, I like that Emerald Lagasse's doing it too and he actually has a cooking show. Mm. He's he's omitting instructions <laughs> with sounds, comic book noises. See, that's just that's a testament to charisma and when people <laughs> believe that you know what you're talking about and they're just like, I'll applaud that. <laughs> uh, I believe that. Uh, I, I also do wonder, I assume in Italy you're not getting directions in that way, right? Like if I'm going to ask. What are you saying, Frankie doesn't know the Italian word for it? It's, no, I'm saying that I hope they don't truncate the middle directions and go, I eh, think I left down that street. Ba, ba, ba. I, I would love Sir, to that's see. 48 miles away. <laughs> There's no fucking it's chance. It's actually pronounced baloney. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see the instructions written down. It's like meat, cheese, bop, bop, bop. Yeah, it's like the underpants gnomes. <laughs> Steel underpants, question mark, profit. Okay, what's the... I'm going to desperately need that question mark section. <laughs> All right. Pickle betrayal. Lay it on me. Yeah. Has there ever been a food you've been suspicious of? 
Ah, uh, okay. This is a good one. So, I'll let you think on it while I tell my story. Yeah, yeah. Please do. So, my whole life, I've always enjoyed pickles. Just always thought pickles were pretty great. They're neat. I also thought pickles were their own thing. I thought there was like a pickle tree or something. I don't know where pickles <laughs> came from. I just thought pickles were. Get me one of those trees. Pickles were their own thing. I had no fucking idea that it's just a cucumber that you put in vinegar for a while until it gets fucking weird and tasty. Yeah. That's bullshit. That fuck, I was in fear. I refused to eat pickles for a little while because I felt <laughs> so lied to. I felt like, I thought you were going to say that you were going in for a crunchy dill pickle and you got hit with a bread and butter and you got betrayed <laughs> no. by the switcheroo on the flavors there. I, I suppose this is this is more a betrayal from society. For oh, not educating me. You astray. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know why I turned around and blamed it on pickles, but I did. I had to take a break. I was like, I, just, I don't know. It just felt inauthentic all of a sudden. <laughs> I'm not adopted, but I imagine it's like finding out you were adopted when you're like 18. It's like, guys, you lied to me for so long. Why didn't you just, why have I been operating on this false information this entire time? <laughs> so, yeah, I felt pretty betrayed by pickles. But, yeah, has, has that happened to you with any food? Or is there a suspicious not, food, too? Like, Because then I started getting suspicious of other things. Not not quite to the same degree. I'd say the one thing that I find the most suspect would be that the Brits have determined that their national dish is uh, chicken tikka masala. And they claim that they invented it. has nothing to do with occupying oh, okay. india and pakistan yeah, for two okay, centuries sure yeah has nothing to do with the largest private company ever the british east india see this is not even going to be a comedy podcast anymore <laughs> it's just going to turn into my favorite moment in history suez crisis baby <laughs> no kick those see, bitches out of world superpower i'm <laughs> i'm enjoying this i love when you get going yeah there's just few things funnier to me than the collapse of the english empire um <laughs> schadenfreude we're gonna call it soccer no matter what you say speaking of funny things what's the funniest part of global warming definitely farts i love <laughs> whoever invented global warming <laughs> whoever invented global warming and i say invented like it's either made up or it okay it's either made up which i don't think it is personally or it's true, and somebody had to discover, a scientist had yep. to discover that one of the funniest parts of life is part of big the problem. Problems. <laughs> yeah. big problems. I love that farts are involved. It's so funny to me. I wonder what our, see, I want to see the fart breakdown. I want to see the pie <laughs> chart, because yeah. I've been led to believe a lot of it's, you know, cows. And see, this is like we've talked about with dogs Dude, before. There's These been... farts are not funny. These farts are going to... <laughs> Thin they're, paint on your They're walls. nuclear, yeah. I've yeah. had a couple, I don't know, like if I drink more than six IPAs, for example, six plus IPAs, the next day, my f there's some farts from like, that's global warming that just came out of me. That warmed the globe. <laughs> for sure. That was bad news. It's it, like, it's farts that smell like something mechanical went wrong inside <laughs> me. <laughs> you know? That's a belt. That's a belt. Yeah. That's your appendix like officially going that's my <laughs> my liver didn't function for 12 minutes as i let that noxious fume out of my rear end uh but yeah i i, th I don't have anything else for that one. <laughs> other uh, than agreeing it's obviously farts is the funniest part of global warming very good point. i mean 
it's just generally a funny thing. <laughs> All right. June 30th, 1559, King Henry II of France is mortally wounded in a jousting match. Is any sport more luck-based and stupid than jousting? <laughs> Jake said poker. That's decent one. I, I like that it's a sport to him. Are you sweating? You're sweating it the whole time? <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs> jousting is so dumb, but I also, if you told me I could go just watch jousting... Oh, I'm in. I'm 100% there. Yeah, absolutely. I absolutely want to see somebody do something stupid where they get hurt. Yeah. Well, what was one you mentioned earlier when we were talking? Curling. About, yeah, curling. That's a good one. That definitely seems... I'm I sure fucking, the curling fans will say that it's not as I'm lucky. a curling fan. Well, I mean, not hardcore. I like watching it when it's on, but... Me too. Absolutely. Winter Olympics, it's good stuff, and it's an easy easy rules to understand i don't have to question what's going on but it's also so satisfying it like it's kind of <laughs> curling uh to me it's kind of like watching when somebody's good at curling it's kind of like watching uh the dvd thing bounce around on the tv screen <laughs> when it gets into the corner it's that kind of satisfying well to me. <laughs> yeah but the stakes are lower there too right because i think with with curling your risk, <laughs> your risk of cracking your sternum is a little yeah. bit lower. Yeah, yeah. With jousting, only a little bit lower. I don't know how hard you could fall on the ice. Yeah, how how hard can you launch an eighteen and fucking pound curling stone at somebody? <laughs> uh, all right, we got a few more minutes. July first, nineteen o three. The first Tour de France begins. Is that the most grueling competition in the world? Um, grueling, miserable. It's in France, after all. <laughs> So I can't think of anything fucking worse. Jesus. Uh, I don't know. Do you have one? Hot dog eating competition on the 4th of July. <laughs> God damn. There's times I eat a little bit too much pad time. Like, I can't carry on. You, yeah. you guys you guys go ahead. Imagine that, but 60 I got, more I servings. I sit for a while. Yeah. <laughs> 69 hot dogs. The way he eats them. Joey Chestnut is who I'm thinking of. Right. The way he eats them is inhuman. Like, it doesn't even look like eating to me. No, it's not. It's gobbling. Yeah. <laughs> it is gobbling. <clears throat> when the empire falls. <laughs> I want that to be the image in the textbook. <laughs> like, yeah, 2066, man. Civil War. Russia took over. They don't, they don't remember anything from our society, just that this fucking guy ate 69 hot dogs. Yeah, and he's crushing people that ate there up there. He probably could have had 70, but he wanted it to be funny. Can you imagine being the guy that ate a measly 45? You're like, I got <laughs> oh smoked. I got smoked oh putting away 45 God. dongers. Um, okay, we got two more that I'll, I think we have time for. Uh, July 5th, 1954, Elvis records his first single. What's your favorite Elvis track? His first single was That's All Right, by the way. Uh, one of my favorites, this bums me out a little bit. One of my favorites is Burning Love, which he recorded in 71, I want to say. But it was like kind of his return to rock. Like, it's a good rock song, but apparently he fucking hated it. Because the lyrics, he couldn't remember the order because he's like, you can put any line in any place and it wouldn't change the song. The lyrics don't mean anything. It's just the, they're, they, uh, it's you like can, a Bob Dylan you can track. Completely move. So he, it was the only song he had to have the lyrics on stage with them so that he could sing it right because he hated it <laughs> this so was much. also 70s elvis i think late 50s elvis would have maybe had right. a more. uh i gotta go hound dog he just fucking nails that like just the opening notes even like just the way he just 
it is kind of like some of the screaming or yelling and like metal that I like now. It's just very guttural and like honest. I don't know. It's very like for such a dumb song. It's like to be so emotionally invested. Like if you're just listening, if you didn't know what any of the yeah, words meant. If a guy was singing that about Big Macs, oh, Jesus <laughs> right, Christ, right. <laughs> right. got some passion. But yeah, I gotta go Hound Dog. Or if I can dream from the '68 special, that one's fucking good too. Oh yeah, I do know that one. One minute. All right. Uh, <laughs> what about you? What's your favorite Elvis track? Oh, I don't know Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Costello, <laughs> pump it up, dude. Uh, no, it's uh, I have a hard stop on music I can like age-wise. There are exceptions like Chuck Berry and Little Richard, but it's it's tough for me to. So your favorite Elvis song would probably be Tutti Fruity. Yeah, probably, probably by virtue of yeah, Little Richard. Mm -hmm. Yeah, easy peasy. Uh, but yeah, I don't. Uh, that's that's one of those unmined every few year or excuse me every year i do a few artists where it's like all right i'm gonna go back i'm gonna go listen to a bunch of the david bowie records i haven't heard and blah mm -hmm. blah blah and try to make something work and that's just one artist that haven't haven't quite pulled it off yet all right yeah this will i think this is a good one to end on okay july 1st 1979 sony introduces the walkman sure you had a walkman when you were a kid in middle school what album or individual song do you associate with the walkman well i get knocked down and i get up again <laughs> yeah. so we got a chumbawamba vote yeah. nice chumbawamba for sure i think at the time i had walkman it was definitely you know rap had officially overtaken Rock is, you know, the popular cool music. I'm sure to. you were going to say Blue by Eiffel 65. Uh, no, I'm going Holiday Inn by Chingy, <laughs> I think. It'd be the first song Chingy, I think yes. of. Uh, yeah, I think that would be. And I say that because there are plenty of songs I listen to on a Walkman that it got played later. That's one that only was listened to. On a, <laughs> the, the entire existence of it <laughs> was within that particular device. So. Oh, you have no idea how much Linkin Park I've listened to on a Walkman. Oh, yeah. Well, that's, I mean, Linkin Park. Now, that makes me think of downloading music off of Kazaa and playing it <laughs> on. Yeah, playing it on. Uh, what was it? Was it Win? Not trying to remember the name of limewire no I, I i keep wanting to say winzip but i know that's not it because it's a zip file but when you would play the intro it'd go it really whips the llama's ass it was like <laughs> just some program to play music from before like itunes and yeah. these more robust cataloging <laughs> systems so so yeah that's those are the two things i associate well i think we're done i think so i think we're done now uh thank you guys for listening we're just gonna keep doing this i guess as long as they got beer you know i did the math and we're drinking like a gallon of beer every thursday don't do that anyway don't tell me those don't, numbers. Do, don't do the math hey at least we're sharing a gallon so it's really only <laughs> half gallon i'll tell my doctor that uh yeah thank you guys for listening oh i did uh i did make mention of uh 
my EMT instructor before. Shout out to Captain Schwartz. He just retired. 40 million years as a firefighter. Congrats. Uh, it's got to be a good pension for 40 yeah, years. Yeah, I don't know. We may have to edit this out. I don't know if he's going to want to be associated <laughs> with the podcast, but uh, congratulations, Captain Schwartz, on a happy retirement. And uh, what? Bucks and Six. Go, Pack, go. I don't know what else to say. Bucks and Six. Bucks and Six. Thank you guys for listening. Oh,